0: Okay, welcome back to Believe You Are a Good Mom. Happy to have you. Thanks for being here. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching. And today I've got Laura Dry. Hello. Hi. Actually, she's in Canada. So she might say A. She (laughs) might say.
1: I don't say A. I don't think that I do. I don't think I I do that.
0: But there are lots of people that do. Yeah. Okay, well, Laura, let's just jump in. Tell everybody all about yourself.
1: Yeah. So my name is Laura dry. I'm a life and confidence coach for moms and long story short, I could not wait to be a mom. It was my dream to just grow up and find my husband and have kids and live happily ever after. And then the ever after didn't really come. (laughs) And I had all the things that I ever wanted. And I just remember being kind of miserable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of where my story begins. Um, so I guess fast forward, I, I had a friend who had said, hey, my sister told me about this podcast. Um, and I started listening to it and it's so great. And maybe you should listen to it. And my friend had no idea that that is exactly what I needed. And so mm-hmm. the podcast was Jody Moore's podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I started learning all about all sorts of amazing things that thoughts create my feelings and and that like how to process emotions and all of these things. And I started to realize that the way that I was feeling in my motherhood wasn't due to my kids. It wasn't due to my husband. It wasn't because of the things that I thought that it was. And, um, I realized from that point that, um, I could change how I felt. I could change my life. I could be happy in my motherhood. And I kind of started on this journey, not realizing at the time that it was going to be a confidence journey for me, Mm -hmm. but looking back, I think that one of the main things that was missing from me was self-confidence was knowing who I was, was finding myself and being confident in me. And a big piece of that is the things that I think about myself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And this is what I'm passionate about helping other moms with, because I think we underestimate. I mean, I think my go-to when I wasn't feeling good about motherhood and myself was to get really busy doing things was to Mm. take action on, okay, I can be a perfect mom by doing X, Y, and Z like birthday parties and, and the teacher gifts and just Mm. doing things that would help me feel like I was a good mom Mm. and doing things that would make me feel like I was also a good person. Like Mm -hmm. if I have lots of friends and if I, it's, it's, it was like a lot of comparison. Like I need to be like other people or I need to be, and, and none of that was looking within, it was all looking outside of me. And so I think we underestimate as moms, the importance of working on ourselves, which doesn't include any of those outside things, Yeah, working on ourselves and knowing ourselves and taking time to really dive into what's going on in our brain. Mm-hmm. And creating that confidence in us first. And that is an amazing way to show up the way that we want for our families and our kids and as a mom. And so, um, maybe that was a little bit longer than a short story, but that's kind of where I'm at now. And I, I'm so grateful every day that I get to help other moms work on their relationships with this, with themselves and build confidence.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay, so I have a million things to say about that, but first, tell us about your family. Yeah, so I am, like
1: I said, I'm a mom. I have four kids: three girls and a boy. My oldest is 14, so we're into the teenage years, which is a whole new kettle of fish. I've got a tween who's been like (laughs) since she was born. I feel like she was born a teen or a tween, Mm -hmm. um, and then an 11 year old and a seven year old boy. At the caboose and um so kind of in two worlds with parenting. I still got the littles and I'm I'm getting
0: these these teenagers as well. So yeah, that's funny that's that you of- say is the littles, because as mine turns seven, I'm like, oh, they're phasing out of being little. <laughs> like it's like that eight to ten range is like, oh, I guess they're not young kids anymore. Because that's it's what I true. say. Coach moms with young kids. And then when their kids are teenagers and they're looking at seven or eight, they're like, oh yeah, they're so little. And I'm like, my oldest are seven and eight. So I'm like, oh, they're so old.
1: (laughs) Isn't it Uh, so funny? That perspective
0: of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, this is fun because I interview a lot of moms who are like empty nesters (laughs) and I'm like, I don't know why I keep doing this, but I love that light at the end of the tunnel perspective (laughs) that they have, you know, and like looking back and what would they have told their past self and things like that. And so you're like, you know, in that, like the teenager years. And, um, and I find listening to teenage coaches, like people who coach teenagers is very fascinating because, um, you can just insert toddler for teenager. (laughs) I feel like toddlers and teenagers have a lot of things in common. And, um, and as I've parented my toddlers, like I've heard suggestions on how to parent teenagers <laughs> that, um, I think it's been really awesome. So anyway, um, but anyway, any perspective of like, as you have phased out of this phase that we're in is very,
1: you know, it's so funny because I was just telling my sister-in-law, we were at a birthday party last weekend. My little nephew just turned one Aww. and I was saying to her, I'm like, yeah, like, cause we're totally in different stages now. Like she's got the real littles, like she's got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And, oh. and I, I just said to her how funny it is because her one-year-old's still not sleeping through the night. Mm-hmm. And I I'm saying, yeah, but he will. Mm-hmm. And I have a teenager who won't wake up
0: uh-huh. in the morning, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I've got a teenager
1: who wants to sleep till noon and doesn't really want to spend time with the family as much as she used to. Mm -hmm. And you, like you have this one-year-old who won't sleep through the night and you want to have maybe a little break from your kids. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? And so it's just so interesting. And I just said to her, you know, it's easier said than done, but how can we just enjoy all of the moments in motherhood? Because they really are fleeting. They really go by fast. And it's so hard when you're in it, Mm because when you're in it, you're like, I'm in it and I just need a break from this right know. now. And I say, yeah, take your break, mm-hmm. but also enjoy it because it's, and it's, you can enjoy it more when you
0: get breaks. So yes, make sure you take your breaks for sure.
1: Exactly. But yeah. just know, like whatever stage that we're in, we have to find, um, yeah. joy in it because yeah. it's not like, I think from that stage that she's in, she sees my stage and thinks, oh, that's going to be nice. hmm But then from your stage, you're like, Oh, that
0: was nice.
1: (laughs) And I do, I think back and I'm like, Oh, it was so much better when Mm -hmm. my kids had this false sense of control, I think of over them, because Mm -hmm. I kind of called more of the shots, whereas now they're a lot more independent. And so, yeah, I think that is the
0: exact thing that I think about with that teenager toddler thing is agency. Like mm -hmm. we think that when they're, little that we can control them and having given up that illusion really early is really helpful
1: (laughs) totally and it because it is that control piece it really is an illusion yeah we
0: never have control we only have control over us yes and that's made all the difference for me so um yeah all right so many things let's get to confidence okay yeah because when I think of confidence I think of like self-esteem or like confident like because I know I could do something or whatever. Like I always felt like a self-confident person Mm -hmm. and then I became a mom. (laughs) Yeah. And so the difference is like, I knew how to do the things I knew how to do. Like I was not a confident sports player, say like I had to play young women's basketball and I would go out there and it would just be the worst. I had no confidence on the basketball court because I didn't know how to play. I had no interest. This is just not my thing. Right versus like I'd go to a youth dance and I'd go out there and like make a fool out of myself dancing, but it was fun, you know? And so I felt confident on the dance floor, but not on the basketball court. The reason I didn't feel confident as a mom is because I didn't know what I was doing. Like that was my thought. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I would read books to teach me what to do. And I do swear by the happiest baby on the block. That book is like perfect for like a new mom. Who's like, I don't know what to do. Somebody tell me what to do but that's only for the first three months is what you do, <laughs> like that book. And so then that author, his next book is until like they're three years old or something. It's like a toddler book. And so I was like, what do I do from three months to three years? <laughs> and so I'm like reading all these books and people are suggesting books and I'm they say different things. And so I'm even more confused. Confusion is like the opposite of confidence. It's like, I just continue to believe that thought that like, I don't know what to do and I'm doing it wrong. And so everything I read, If it told me to do it this way and I wasn't doing it that way, then that meant that I was wrong. And like you said, when we believe that doing things means we're a good mom or not, then how was I supposed to believe I was a good mom when I was doing everything wrong? And so that was where my lack of confidence, I think, came in. Yeah. And so, oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I think there is this level of, because I mean, I'm sure I haven't done this lately, but if you look up the definition of confidence, you are gonna you are gonna see a a definition of when you're good at things, Mm -hmm. right? Like you you are confident in something. And so let's say if my son wants me to pour him a glass of milk, I'm pretty confident that I can pour that milk and not spill it. He, on the other hand, he's Mm -hmm. not as confident in that because his muscles are still growing and he's it's a big jug and it's hard for him and he's not as practiced at it. And so he maybe isn't as confident and we can use that definition, but I really love to like, I love to say what confidence isn't confidence. Isn't actually being really good at stuff because you can be a confident mom and not know what you're doing. Yeah. And the reason that can be true is because of, well, the definition that I love to share with my clients and moms about what I believe true confidence really is. And it simply put, true confidence is the things you think about yourself. It's your ability to allow any and feel any emotion, knowing that it's not going to kill you or hurt you. And it's being able to trust yourself being able to show up for yourself, being able to offer yourself compassion. And if we are more focused on those three things and growing those three things in our life, that is where true confidence is going to come. Because if you think about like what drew you to read those books is, is you wanting to learn you wanting to, and, and I think that there's a level of trusting yourself that you could figure it out.
0: What do you think? Yeah, that's a fun different way to look at it.
1: Yeah, and so I love to just like change. I've changed my mind about what comp- true confidence actually is, uh-huh. and I think that there can be more than one definition. And if the current definition that you ha- that you have of confidence isn't serving you, mm-hmm. then let's change that. Let's change what confidence means, because I think that as moms, we're not going to be perfect at everything as humans, we're not perfect at everything. And so when we tie that onto confidence, it makes it kind of impossible because we're not going to be perfect. Like that is something that we're not going to be able to attain in this life. Yeah. And so, um, tying that onto our confidence, being able to do things in a certain way, I don't think really is very helpful.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly my whole point of this podcast, right? Is when you believe that you are a good mom, as in those are your thoughts about yourself, because because mm-hmm. you, that's what you said confidence is, is the way you think about yourself. Yes. So if you think about yourself as a good mom enough, then you believe that you are. That's the secret to believing something is thinking it enough yeah. that you actually believe it. And so in those days when I was thinking I'm doing it wrong, and therefore that makes me a bad mom. Then I just continued in that pattern, you know,
1: totally. but I broke
0: the pattern by believing cause earlier said it's, it's knowing who I was, like yeah. knowing who you are, like actually are not what you're doing, right. Is the secret that I pound totally. the pulpit on every podcast. <laughs> so, so my listeners are familiar with this message, but, um, but I love that, like the confidence piece, to go with it because also, you know, we're both trained at the life coach school with the model and confidence. If you put it in the feeling line, you feel confident, like we're saying, because of our thoughts about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when I think I, and I am a good mom, I feel confident. Like that's one of the feelings that I often put in that, in that line. Yeah. yeah. in the Totally. F-line. So, um, and then I like that trust yourself piece because it's like,
1: I mean, I love That's kind of I, what's missing. Well, so many of us moms are so hard on ourselves yeah. and that trusting piece I think goes really. Uh, and And this is something that so many moms struggle with and maybe they don't even realize they struggle with it, but yeah. trusting yourself doesn't mean like you're going to trust that you're going to again, show up perfectly. It's, right. it's, it's what you do when you don't it's how you treat yourself when maybe you fall short. It's how you treat yourself after you lose your temper and yell at your kids and trusting that you can offer yourself compassion and grace in those moments. Like yeah. that's one piece of it. And then the other piece is like, are you living in line with your priorities? What are your priorities? Do you even know what your priorities are as a mom? Like this is the work yeah. that so many of us overlook that's so important as, as part of confidence. And do you trust yourself to be able to, to do, do that work? That's most important.
0: Yeah. So
1: good. Okay. Tell us the story about the lines. Yeah. So you touched a little bit on like knowing who you are Uh and how like, that's so important as we are, are working on our confidence. And I think that that is like really a foundation of, it's not only just the, the thoughts that I think about myself, but it's, Underneath that is like who am I really actually. Yeah. And you know, I believe that I am a daughter of God and I think that there is such confidence that we can pull from just that. Mm-hmm. Um and I was when was it it was just over a year ago I was walking my dog and I was listening to an audio book called Confidence by Kathy Kip Clayton and she shared this amazing story. It had me in tears. Um, but basically her and her family were on, um, location. That's not the right word, but they were, they did a lot of traveling for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for different, um, callings and things that they were doing. And one of these callings that I think her husband had was in Argentina. And so her and her son at the time, youngest son was still at home and they had a lot of free time during the day and so they would go frequently go to it's called the Luhan Zoo in Argentina and this zoo is so different to any of the zoos that I've ever been to in that you are allowed to actually go into the pens with the animals and you can pet the animals and among some of the animals that you are allowed to go in and pet are the lions right? Lions who are notoriously known for being very aggressive. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I just think, man, bite my face off. Like, (laughs) I don't want to go in with the lions. (laughs) And so she just, she recounts the story of her going into the lion pen and being able to pet these lions, like these amazing beasts. And she did notice, well, actually when she came out of the enclosure, she was asking um, the people that worked at the zoo, like, What did you do to these lions? Why do they not want to eat me? (laughs) And so they pointed her attention to these little dogs that were running around the pens kind of in the corners. And they had told her that from the time that these lion cubs were born, these little dogs who were at the time bigger than the lions would run around in these pens. These pesky little dogs would run around nipping at these little lion cubs' heels. And these lion cubs grew up. With these dogs. And these lions just didn't know that with the flick of their paw, they could send these dogs flying, right? And they didn't see their true selves. They didn't see their regal identity. They didn't see their power. And it was just such a great example to me of how maybe we as women and moms are living. Like we don't actually recognize our power. We don't recognize sometimes who we truly are and our true potential because we've got these pesky dogs nipping at our heels. And I think some of our biggest pesky dogs is self-doubt, can be mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so Pain many. in despair there's so many comparisons yes to mm-hmm. others but we as moms if we really think about it we we know what what our pesky dogs are and yeah. if we don't know i mean i think the that's Pope can help you figure exactly, it out exactly <laughs> exactly but for so many of us those pesky dogs they keep us small they keep mm-hmm. us um they keep us showing up in the ways that we are are meant to or that we can be and I just love that visual in my mind of, we have so much potential and how often do we not see it or recognize it? Because we are, um,
0: distracted. We're distracted mm-hmm. with these pesky dogs nipping yeah. out of our heels. And I have so much compassion for those lions and for us, because the reason was because it was like from birth. these pesky dogs, like, and so uh, not to like pour on even more mom guilt, (laughs) which I feel like I use all parenting tools to against myself, but, um, for our children also, you know, like we need to help them nurture who they are because it's our voices in their heads that they're going to hear the rest of their life. And, um, and that's not pretty sometimes. (laughs) And so, Um, so when we know who we are, when we believe this about ourselves, it's that much easier to transfer to our kids versus, um, like it's, it's just the reparenting process that we have to do, right. That we need to heal ourselves from the voices in our head that we grew up with, that were doing the best they could and all the things, you know, and like so much compassion for everybody in the whole generational healing cycle, you know? Yeah. And then, um, and then try to pass that forward to our kids. Just, but it's like we try to skip the step of healing ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm just going to be a better mom than my mom was. And then we like white knuckle it, you know, we're like, why do I get so triggered by these kids? It's from childhood wounds, like just so much compassion for like where we came from and why we are where we are. And that, yeah, like we're going to transfer some pain onto them too, but we're doing our best to heal ourselves and all the things. Anyway, and the, just the biggest, component of the self-healing that I've experienced is from this concept of believing who I am like knowing who I am because I can see it so clearly when I look at them I'm like their their worth and their value and everything is just so set and when my when my daughter goes into like these weird shame moments I'm like there's nothing wrong with you she's like yeah but I just did what I'm like who cares that you just did whatever like you are so like you just are good you know and so that's the message that I'm always preaching is that we are good even though we did whatever and there's no way to like do enough stuff to believe that we're a good mom we just are and so as we see ourselves like those lions and have compassion for the pesky dog in our heads still you know
1: yeah yeah um, something that's just coming up as you're talking for me is just maybe there's some moms out there that think, oh, you know, they maybe have teenagers or and they think, uh, oh, there's no hope now. Like it's too mm. late. Mm. And I just think that it's so easy for our brains to think that, like we've screwed up our kids, or we're not confident in ourselves. And so we haven't been the best example that we want to be. And so uh maybe we feel a little bit hopeless or like there's no point in trying and what i want to say to that is i have found for myself that even just the smallest of um the smallest of effort that i put in to work on myself it has these domino effects when i'm really looking and seeing it really it really does make a difference and so I don't know. My brain can sometimes get, get overwhelmed with like, I need to have perfect confidence and I need to be better so that I can then help my kids learn to be more confident. And it's not an overnight thing. It is, it really is right. And it is a journey. And I think like just as much as, um, I wished things were different for me growing up. Like I wished my mom would show up in a certain way. And I made a list of the mom that I want to be like Mm -hmm. all of that was actually happening for me. Mm -hmm. And I think we underestimate the power of how we show up in our perfectly imperfectness and how that is part of the plan for our kids too. And so don't discount, like, first of all, like you're not screwing up your kids. We're all having you, you are the perfect mom for your kids. And we're all having the experience that we need to have to learn the things that we need to learn. Yeah. But also if you want to improve your confidence, if you want to show up differently, even the smallest of effort that you put in to do that, it's going to have a good effect. Like it's going to have a domino effect in your life and the life of your family.
0: Yeah. That's so good. So just this week I started realizing like because we make this so big, so heavy and so important, you know? It's like I can't screw my kids. I got to figure out this confident thing now. I got to heal my pesky dog so that I uh, so that I'm not the pesky dog for my kids. Like and then we get all stressed out, overwhelmed and and um yeah, it's like today I'm going to show and I'm, gonna and show up and I'm not going to judge
1: anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to like not let any self-doubt in and I'm not going to do any of these things, right? And it's uh-huh. like you're trying to micromanage
0: all of it. Yeah. And so my latest thought is like um, Jesus knew that what he had everyone needed, right? Like he is the healing power that we're talking about here, like that we need to tap into, but he didn't like run around in like this, in this crazy, like rushed and panicky mode of like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spread my message to everybody. This is like so important. And this is so big and this is so heavy. And so why was that? Like, why was he able to be so chill about it? and like, so subtle, you know? And, um, and that's how I want to be. Like, it's like when I get fired up about something, and I'm like, this is so big, this is so important. Everybody needs this. It's like, like, I want to be like Abish running door to door and like telling people about Abish, like waited until the time was right, you know? And it's like, I don't know, this is all just kind of a jumble mess because it's a new thought. But the point is, it's like, it's not as big and heavy and overwhelming as we make it. It's like, the way he was able to do that is because he has an eternal perspective and he knows like everyone's on their own journeys. Our kids are on their own journeys. Everything that you just said about how we are perfectly imperfect, you know, and like, and he gets it. Like he really does understand that like the experiences we're having here are for our good. Everything is for our good. And so he's not like in a rush to fix things, you know, so we don't need to be in a rush to fix our teenager or our toddler who's like whatever issue they're having is like part of their growth and development and he's not like rushing in there to be like hello you need me here i am you know and so we don't need to be rushing in there and panicking that our adult children are like leaving the church like come on jesus he's the answer let's go you know it's like it's all good because of the eternal perspective i think is why he was able to be so chill about it
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean that is i i love that because Yeah, when we do have that eternal perspective, that's really abundant. Yeah. You know, that's not panicky and that's not scarce. And it's not a like, I have to get to this certain level.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that all of the experiences that we have on earth, they really are just for us. And when we try and I don't know. I have an A-type personality and like that control. And like when we try and micromanage the experience that we're meant to have, I think that's where the panic and the scarcity comes from. And then we miss out on the journey. Like we miss out on the, the things that we're meant to see or that that we're meant to just surrender to mm-hmm. and include God in because we're trying to do it all on yeah. our own. Like we're I trying know. to just be this like idea of a mom or a, like have this life that we think that we're meant to have instead of like
0: allowing it to happen organically. Yeah. And like, that's what confidence is, right. It's kind of just having that abundant mentality of that. It's all good. You know, mm-hmm. we don't need to freak out about this.
1: It's just allowing things to be allowing things to be what they are. And like I said, like you're going to have thoughts, and then you're going to have feelings about those. And if those feelings are really uncomfortable, are you willing to allow those feelings, knowing that you can handle emotions, knowing where those feelings are coming from without trying to fix them? Because that's what gets us in trouble when yeah, we're trying to like Our fix. Kids. Yes. When in we're trying right. to fix our feelings, we have a thought like, oh no, our, our kids don't have a testimony or they're leaving the church. And that creates panic. Like we need to fix that mm-hmm. or I want them to, because of, you know, some idea that we have in our brain about what that means about us as a mom or what that means about them and their salvation. And it's, mm-hmm. it creates scarcity. Yeah. And I just remember a coach of mine saying like, God's not in the rush. Yeah. God's never in the rush. And that's exactly what you're saying yeah. is that, you know, Jesus wasn't rushing around, forcing people to hear his message. Yeah. He was an example of the message and those who were ready Got took it. part in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of our charge too. <laughs> to figure that out. Okay. So any last thoughts or should we just wrap up and you can tell people how to get more thoughts from you?
1: Yeah. I just, I think my one last thought, and as I was thinking about um, being here with you today, And we kind of already touched on this, but just how much we underestimate the importance of having a a positive and confident relationship with ourselves. And I want to reiterate that that doesn't mean going out and making sure you have bubble baths a lot and getting a pedicure. Like, those are awesome, great things to take care of yourself. But your true confidence in yourself is going to come from noticing and recognizing the, the beliefs that you have about yourself, the things that you're thinking about yourself. And if some of those things are not kind or are a little bit dangerous going on in your brain, Mm -hmm. then we have the capability as humans to think about our thinking Mm -hmm. and to change our thoughts. Like our, our thoughts are not set in stone. stone. We have power to change those thoughts, but we can't change something that we don't know. And so many of our thoughts are unconscious. Yeah. And we don't even recognize that they're going on. And so I, it is so important when I realized, oh, thoughts create feelings. What am I even thinking? Really diving into what's going on inside my own brain. Cause that's what your relationship is made up of. That's what all your relationships are made up of is your thoughts. And so don't underestimate the impact that you can have on your life and those in your circle from just paying attention to what you're thinking about you and those beliefs, um yeah, so that's that's really so the
0: the message I wanted to share, so good. Okay. a couple things. So your thoughts are not set in stone. Who you are is, yeah, because <laughs> I love to use the analogy, the example, the metaphor, whatever it is of um David and Michelangelo. So Michelangelo's, you know, somebody allegedly asked him, like, how do you make these amazing sculptures? And he says, I just chip away the marble until David appears. And so believing that I am David inside, like it's who I am. And that I'm just chipping away these limiting beliefs, these, you know, pesky pesky dogs. dogs. Yeah. Mm. And that, um, that the thoughts that I think about myself are not what's carved in stone. Like when I get into my heart and my soul and I know things about myself, those are what's carved in stone. And they're just covered up by the pesky dog thoughts. Yeah. And so to, yeah, to really remember just that
1: because you're thinking it
0: doesn't mean really doesn't true. mean it's true. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. And then speaking of lions, this is really fun because I just came up with this new offer today that I'm really excited about and I call it RBCs. It's my Christmas present to everyone for the whole next year. And I, so I looked up, I Googled what RBC stands for. Because I'm like, when I say I'm giving away RBCs, I wonder what people think. What do you yeah. think? So in
1: Canada, we have a bank called RBC. Yeah. That's what Royal Bank of Canada. Up. So that's I'm so what excited I think to of. talk
0: to a Canadian and that, that came up for you. Yeah. And it has like a lion logo. It does. So fun. Yeah. So what <laughs> is so RBCs? I'm giving out banks. Just kidding. Um, It's a relationship boost call. Mm, I love so it. We get on a little 20 minute call. You tell me who you're having a struggle in your relationship with, and we will boost that relationship in one call. It's so awesome. I'm doing 365 free RBCs this year. Relationship. Oh, wow,
1: that's so calls.
0: awesome. Oh, so my husband's like, wait, so we're working every single day? I'm like, no, there'll be multiple in a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, 365 doesn't mean like every single day I'll do one, but by the end of the year, I'll have done 365. So, Go to drop the war.com forward slash appointments to sign up for an RBC. It's even called that now. I changed it this morning <laughs> and, um, and we'll get on a call and boost your relationships and you will feel like a lion. Because-
1: I love that. Cause how often do we maybe wake up and we're like, we've got this like heavy weight on our shoulders. It's, it's like, I'm struggling with my child or I'm struggling with my husband or I'm struggling with a friend. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's or help for Emma, that. we got Emily to help neighbor. 20 minute, like help us just navigate that relationship.
0: Yeah. You got all the coaches. Laura can do that too, especially if the issue was the confidence one, because totally kind of enveloped everything as we talked about confidence. Yeah. So, so fun. Okay. So tell people about your offers and things. There's mine. yeah.
1: So right now I do one-on-one coaching. I have a 12 week one-on-one coaching uh, program where we just do a deep dive into those three areas that I, I talked about, like the the feelings piece of confidence, um, being able to recognize your feelings and, um, process them in, in helpful ways in, in ways that are healthy, yeah. um, as well as trusting yourself, which is like diving into what are your priorities and are you currently living in line with those? And then of course that big piece that we talked about a lot of your relationship with yourself and your thoughts uh, about yourself because so mm-hmm. often we don't even realize what those are. And so we mm-hmm. do a deep dive into that in 12 weeks, all wrapped up. And awesome. it's just a really great place to start. If you recognize that maybe you want greater confidence in your life, greater confidence in your motherhood, and you're not really sure where to start. It's a really great place to start. You can find me at lauradrycoaching.com. And I also my social media platform of choice is Instagram, and so you can find me at Laura Dry Coaching. There's a uh, I've got a podcast as well, mm-hmm. um, and you can you can hear Emily there. She yeah. was a guest on my podcast not that long ago, and um, I've got some free stuff there. What so the, the podcast
0: in is called?
1: It's called um, the Confident Moms Podcast. <laughs> so go check that out.
0: Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Super fun. Okay. Awesome. So this is a perfect time. Start the new year out with the 12 weeks of, I, it, it would be a out. great, it would be a great gift to yourself for yeah. sure. Yes. So good. We all need to give ourselves great gifts <laughs> to yep. be sure that we have
1: what we need. <laughs> yeah. If you're not sure that other people are going to get you great gifts, then you just go get it for yourself.
0: Exactly. And, and I would love to be a part of that. So. Yay. yay, so fun. Okay, thanks for being here, Laura. That was so great. And thanks then, so much for having me. Remind everyone, because there's no outro, <laughs> that if you need help believing that you are a good mom, go to drop the war.com forward slash believe. I have a pre-recorded masterclass that gives you all the how-to. Because you know, it's nice in theory. Okay, but really like how. So and then of course, drop the war.com forward slash appointments it's plural with an S, um, to sign up for your RBC. Let's, uh, boost some relationships. So thanks again, Laura, for being here. Super fun. Thanks. All right. Bye everybody.